0: everybody. This is Moses from elpis Live Community. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the working of God's word in a believer. Uh, it's very important that we talk about this uh, every time. Uh, we know that in our know, churches, the word of God has to be central um, for a reason. It's because our Christian growth is dependent on the teaching of God's word. therefore, each one of us as believers we have to subject ourselves to the teaching of the the scripture. So the question that I'm I'm trying to address in this is, uh, is what kind of life am I expected to live since I'm now a believer? And the main focus uh, with that question is, is doing the good things, the good things, the good works that God has beforehand planned that we should do. Um, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So, we're going to look at evasions, and we're going to look at uh, Second Timothy, uh, just to see how those two passages can be connected and uh, have a clear view of how how the Word of God is shaping us to do that, which is good. Do that which is good. Um, so, if I do that, I'm going to lay a foundation for Christian growth. Uh, just to lay a foundation. Um, Christian growth is covered in a subject called sanctification. Now that may be a big word; it is a big word. Now theologians have a lot of big words, uh, but uh, the meaning I think can be understood. Also, sanctification uh, is uh, is from the words to sanctify, which means to set apart. So, as believers in Christ Jesus, we are set apart. So we are different from those who are not saved. Um, we are now the children of God, we are holy people saints, as Paul would say that to the people that he was writing to, and um and uh, Peter also talked about it that we are God's holy people, and uh so that's our identity. We are completely new people that are that have been saved by the grace of God, and uh. As who we are and therefore we are set apart we're set apart so the process of sanctification is where God renews us the redeemed people um it changes us uh, from glory to glory in the image of Christ or where he renews us um, so that we are more and more like Christ so you may understand like the changing or the transformation or the renewing, all these, they do the same thing. They do the same thing. The goal for these things is to make us more more like Jesus Christ. So when we talk about change or renewing, we, we can't talk about those things without God or involving God. Can't talk about those things without God. Because change can only happen if God works in our lives. For so renewing can only happen if God is working on life in our lives. We can't renew ourselves without God. We can't do that. That's why the foundation for Christian growth is, is has to be laid, um, has to be laid on the workings of God, that which God does. And that's why sanctification depends on God. That has to work in our lives. And, uh, and we're going to look at uh, we're going to look at our responsibility in that. I think in the previous article that I wrote, I think I mentioned some of the responsibilities that we have in this in this process of sanctification. I talked about uh, submitting ourselves to the to the word of God. Uh, knowing that God uses his very truth to change us, then we submit ourselves to the word of God. Um, no one should force us to do so. No one should force anyone to go to church. Each one of us, when we have known that it is by learning the truth that we grow, then we have to be responsible for for going to church and meet with the brothers and uh, a fellowship and listen to the word of God, uh, taught by faithful men that God has given us and and put into practice that which we learn, because that's how life should be lived. So the foundation of uh, Christian growth is based on the workings of God. So the life that we are expected to live uh, as Christians uh, is a life that involves doing that which is good. Now, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10 says, For it is by grace of being saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works with God prepared. In advance for us to, to do so the salvation that God has uh, has brought to us, as you can see according to Ephesians here, is that it is evidenced in doing that which is good, it is evidence in, in that in doing that which is good. Now, I think in, in most cases, there are so many questions that usually come here, especially in we talk about. Uh, being a christian and doing what is good and questions are asked like what if i don't do what is good and um, what should happen what is going to happen am i not a christian so the, the issue is that it's it's not that we do things perfectly as christians we still have struggles and um, we still have struggles i think in the the previous article that and um, that I, that i wrote uh, about the wrong views that John is trying to correct in first John chapter two, verse one to two, I address some of these things. Um, we do we do sin against God. We don't do things perfectly. but the issue still remains remains that God's salvation leads us to doing that which is good. That's how it is. And therefore, we have to reason within that framework. You have to reason within that framework. So what I mean is that when we fall short, we don't have to to beat ourselves as if there is no solution. We have to go back to God who has brought the salvation to us and who has provided the means that we can be forgiven. We go back to him and ask for forgiveness and uh, pursue the life that he has set before us. So when we have that clear picture, then we know for sure that then as Christians, of, of of failure, the gospel remains that God's salvation is evidence in us doing that which is good. When we do that which is good, it's an evidence that God has wrought his work in us. We are not doing what is good because we are making ourselves do what is good. No. We are doing what is good because God's work in us, because as ten said, we are God's workmanship. And I had a friend of mine, Jairus, uh, try to to. Uh, tried to explain this um, to me, and he did very well, talking about God works in us in such a way that the, the result or the things that people see um, cannot be um, they cannot be saved that they've been done by us. They can only be saved that they're done by God. So that's what, is, that's what it means to be, that's workmanship. So which means when we are loving others people are not going to say oh he's doing very well Uh, he's a good guy Um, but people are going to attribute that to the working of God because God has worked in our lives therefore we are able to love one another and as Jesus uh, actually Jesus put it put it it this way um, love one another and by doing so the world will know that you are my disciples So the idea that we love each other is an evidence that we are the disciples of Jesus Christ. That's how it works. That's how it works. So the workings of God, um, the workings of God in our lives um, compel compel us to do that which is good. So we are his workmanship. He works in our lives. Okay, so the issue now comes in like okay, what is how does God's word come in come, come in play? Um, it's a very interesting thing that in 2 in Timothy 3, 16 7 to 17, uh, Paul said, all scriptures got God breath and is useful for teaching, rebuking, and correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the mind of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So look at it. So God has created us as new people in Christ Jesus to do the good works which he has prepared in advance for us to do. And Paul says the word of God is used to thoroughly equip the man of God, to the people of God, for every good work, for every good work, which means that which God foreordained that we should do because we are new people in Christ Jesus, we are thoroughly trained into doing that through the word of God. That's how, that's the connection. That's a marvelous connection there. And as a Christian, when you realize that, you'll be like, I can't just miss listening to the faithful teaching of the word of God because he wants to do what is good. You just want to do what is good because because it's good because God is good and He has He has made you as a new person and is training you into doing that which is good and you want to submit yourself to the means that God has, has has provided that you should be equipped for doing that which is good and it's amazing. So this this truth is is. It's amazing to to have. And uh, when you just think that, oh, the word of God is very practical. Just to think about it. The word of God is very practical. That you can apply it to your life. It's very practical. So God chose his words to be a means through which we are trained and are equipped for doing the good work which he has prepared that we should do beforehand. Now, think about the instruction that we have in the Bible. They need to love each other, being kind toward one another, admonishing each other. So think about all those things. And um, the list can go on. If that was just pushed on you to say, do that without God's help, you're going to scream. Like, how can I do this? How can I do that? gonna scream. But God trains us to love each other. It trains us in such a way that we can admonish each other. It trains us to be kind to one another. His work in us results in that. Result in that. And I church, we've been talking about uh, the uh, keeping in step with the Holy Spirit and uh, Pastor George um, emphasized um, very much that the, the fruit the fruit of the Holy Spirit is when it's evidence in our lives is because we are keeping in step with him. We are keeping in step with him. Um, So if we are to see um, our lives change, our responsibility is to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And the question is like, how do I keep in step with the Holy Spirit? How do I keep in step with the Holy Spirit? You keep in step with the Holy Spirit when you learn the truth. That's how you keep in step with him. How do you walk with him? You walk with him when you know him. When you know what he's doing. When you know what he desires. And the word of God is there to make plain what God desires. You see? So if God, since God makes it plain, that we have to love each other, then we keep in step with that teaching, by loving each other. We keep in step by loving each other. And, uh, It's very interesting also to think that God's work in us through his word teaches us to expect more from him for our growth. So the working of God's work, the the working of God in in us through his Word, is that uh, it doesn't only teach us that we should grow, but it also teaches us that we should expect more of God's work in our lives. And that's the reason why we yen more of God. Because the word of God teaches us to yen more of God. So when we love each other, we don't just get settled and say, okay, I have loved my neighbor yesterday. No, you want to love your neighbor every day. Every day. And that's what the word of God does in our lives. That's what God um, is doing when he uses his word to change us and also to make sure that we end more of his works in our lives, you know. And I and I became a Christian, and uh, I I noticed that um, at least the, the brothers, uh, the brothers and sisters expect me to be loving. They expect me to be kind to others, and one of the things that just comes in my mind is that okay, how can you have higher expectations from me, a wretched man? A poor man in such matters of life. Like you want me to to love you? How can I do that? So the the issue, the issue to that is is that if it if they expect that based on my ability to do something, then they're killing. But I came to understand that they expect that because God has, has wrought. His work in us. His work is working. He has already started doing his work and he will lead it into completion. And therefore, the working of God creates an expectation. That's why we can expect some people to love us because we know that God is the one who works in their life. So it is the working of God that creates an expectation. And therefore, we're not putting a lot on people to do the thing that they can't do. So we're expecting that so that each one of us may be concerned. So... Uh, so that's how god is shaping this community this this community creates an expectation from each one of us We trains us to, to to love each other and therefore each one of us can can expect that my neighbor should love me and actually paul said that we all actually we all to love each other we have a debt we have a debt to pay and therefore if we have a debt to pay if we want to pay that debt using our own means i don't think so that to will be able to do that but if we have a debt and we want to pay it with, with the uh, with the one who has abundantly, then we can pay that debt. We can pay that debt. And it's a debt that we have to pay every day. And if we have to pay that every day, oh, just look at it, of how much you need God in your life. And uh, so that's how interesting uh, it is to have God work in our lives, that the expectation that others have from us, we know that they are not having those our abilities, but because of what God is doing in our lives. And therefore, we can pursue loving each other every day. Though not perfectly, but we can pursue doing that, knowing that the work of God is going to be led into perfection uh, when the time is right. When the time is right. And we know that when Jesus Christ comes, we are not going to see him any longer. But we are going to be glorified. All right. For now, we have to pay attention to the workings of god and how he wants us to be sanctified how he wants to correct us how he wants to train us how he wants to rebuke us we have to pay attention to all those kind of things and uh, it's a very very good journey okay so i also mentioned i think in in the article that john is, is correcting about desiring to have the word of God work in us, and someone may be like, "Okay, I have to desire. I have to desire to have the word work in my life." And God is creating a deeper desire in me as I learn more of Him. So, what's going on there? How do I make a connection? So, the issue also is that uh, in all of this work of salvation, God is the one who starts. Who, who starts first? Okay, so we don't we don't start first and then God misses in the middle. No. Okay, so for example, the Bible says that he, uh, we love him because he first loved us. That's First John four, verse 19. Um, and uh, Arasis Pro emphasized, emphasized this idea so much. Um, and it, it says, um, So God changes the disposition of the heart and gives us a new heart and a new birth. That's what he does. And that's the reason why we have um, the desire for God in the first place. They, they, the, the fallen man do, does not have desire for God. So God has to do something. That's how Harris puts it this way. He has to do something in the people, in the man that he redeems, in the man and for the man. That's how he puts it. So it means he, he has to work in that person, change the disposition of that, of that wicked man so that, Instead of him running away from God, he runs toward God in faith. So it is God who begins his work in us. And that's the reason why we can talk about desiring God. Because God has already changed the disposition of our hearts. Therefore, it is our responsibility to direct those desires toward God. That's, that's our works. So we can, we can exhort each other to say, okay, desire to have the word of God do his work in you. Why? Because that's what we should be doing as Christians, to set our desires on God, to set our desires on God. So we have looked so far um, at the foundation for Christian growth that our Christian growth is dependent on the dependent on the working of God through his word. And the life that we are expected to live is the life that does what is good. That's the life that we expected to live. Though we don't do what, what is good perfectly, but God is gracious enough to train us to do what is good. And therefore, a community of believers is a community that is concerned about doing that which is good. So, in all manifold, manifold expression of goodness, because we can't just mention this, okay, this is the only good thing that we have to do. Goodness is vast to explain. It is vast in this doing, like if you talk about doing what is good. So, loving each other, being kind to one another, being patient. And all the things that can be done in that patience and in, in, in being patient, uh, patient with one another, being kind to one, one another. Uh, the list can go, it's, it's a life on its own. It's a life on it. There are several things on the daily basis that you would say, okay, wow, my friend has been doing all these things to me. Or I've been doing this kind of things to my friend, and my friend has been patient with me, gracious with me. So you can imagine. Can imagine the kind of, the kind of life that we've been called to. So, but it's a life, it's a life of expressing goodness because we have someone who is pouring out his goodness in our life, and therefore the overflow of that goodness is to be shared, be shared to, to one another. And the word of God is there to equip us, Is there to equip us into doing that which is good, into expressing that goodness to others. So they are to train us and when we we fall short we are able the Word of God correct us and we know for sure that the correction we talk about the word we're not talking about the Word of God without God behind it so we're talking about God using his very word and correct us to rebuke us to put us on trial so, and then as we mentioned that we, we realize that the Word of God is practical so when we are taught truth we can practice the truth and um, because we know that God is, is behind all this all this work. And at the same time, we mentioned that because of the reality that God is working in our lives, we are able to grow. At the same time, that working of God teaches us to expect more of God's work in our lives. So we should not be content with the very fact that, oh, I was patient with my friend yesterday, and today I am done. No, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that because the word of God will rebuke us if we do so, because we have mentioned that we have a debt to pay to each one of us. We have to love each other. We have to love each other. And and therefore, that comment comes to us because God is working in our lives and is teaching us to love each other every day. We have to make choices of loving each other every day, choices of being patient, being kind, every single day, in all circumstances. And, uh, there are a lot of frustrating things that are going to happen, but in all those things, we have to learn to express the goodness of God that God has continues to do to reveal in our lives. So, um, the article is short to read, by just trying to explain some ideas that are there. Um, so thank you very much for, for listening, and um. I'm planning to write more about, um, about the working of God's word in our lives. The other subject that I have in mind is the Holy Spirit and the word, um, since I've been mentioning about the Holy Spirit, using God's word to, to sanctify us or to correct us, and I think I've, I've some couple of things to mention about, about, uh, the Holy Spirit and the word, so, uh, that's what I'm planning to write, and, uh, When it's ready, I'm going to share it with you. God bless.